you know what? If I can learn how my brain works and if I can understand how these chemicals in my body work, I can have more control over um, substance abuse of any type, a abuse of any type or uh, a behavior of any type, because it it'll all always come back to that. Um, the uh, what is it? The same chemicals of the brain and the body and how they mm -hmm. work. So everybody, welcome back. This is part two. Costa Galactica co-founder Michael Thornhill. Thank you for coming back on. Uh, today, we'll jump into your process. We'll talk about uh, many other things as well, uh, things that we couldn't necessarily cover on the last episode. So, how are you today? I'm doing great, brother. Thank you so much for having me back. A pleasure. I'm enjoying our conversations. Seems like we're tiptoeing deeper and deeper each time we meet. So, I'll see where we, we go today. Well, you know, one thing that I thought about... Um, when you were telling me about where you're living and I, and I said to myself, you know, it'd be great if you can paint us kind of a picture um, in a sense, like where are you living currently? This is in the mountains of Peru. Yeah. So where we are now is 2,900 meters uh, in altitude in PSAC in the sacred Valley of Peru. So this is the Andean mountain range that, is absolutely beautiful, has some mountains that go up to around about six and a half thousand meters. So if you want to convert that into feet, it's probably just a, just over three times the amount of that. So pretty, pretty high. Yeah. Uh, majestic, absolutely beautiful, clean air, the beautiful, I would say simple, humble living, but the beauty about it is that there's so many expats that have integrated into this community with the locals here that there's, there's great restaurants, there's uh, products, organic products. There's all things that, you know, you, you, you would, would find in the U S you know, people buy, you can buy CBD, CBD oil here, things like that, oh, what? other different things. And, you know, you, you walk around in the shops and there's just like mushrooms for sale, like microdosing mushrooms and stuff like that, that people have on, on the shelves and, all different types of tinctures and spagyrics and tinctures and medicines that people make and sell. So there's really a plethora of all those things available to us. But for me, my, my heart is here in the mountains because when you, when you travel up, whether it be hiking, as I kind of mentioned in my, in the last episode or my pref preferred mode of transport by a motorcycle, when you get to the top of those ridges and you can just see the horizon and you can just see mountain after mountain of mountain, kind of like origami folding on themselves and just this infinite connection. You see the clouds and then the sun going up. It's just, it's just life-changing. It's really one of the most beautiful places on earth and the heritage and the culture here, which is still very prevalent. It's just really, it's just really an honor to, to be able to call this place our home. And one of the main reasons as well that we moved from the jungle to the sacred valley is just because the, the rich texture and tapestry of life that's available here, that we're able to delve deeper into these medicine journeys without necessarily needing to be deep in the jungle. And as I mentioned before, there's very many benefits of going to the jungle, but this is just something that's very homely. They're very comfortable uh, and very fulfilling to be here. And we're so excited to share that with people when you come and visit us. It must be beautiful when you when you get to people coming and booking your retreat. Um, so at some point, you guys were in the jungle. So how like how much further are you from the source now of uh, access to these plant medicines? 
Um, well, we you know we have we have men, many plant medicines that are here. So many of the plant medicines from jungle they are sold here in the in from local providers that we have contacts with. So we have those directly from the jungle. Uh, we have our ayahuasca medicine, which we get direct from the jungle as well, direct here in Peru from our, our friends and people who are back in the jungle. And yeah, then there's many Andean herbs that we work with as well that are also local to here. So we have the best of both worlds in that sense. But in terms of the location here from the jungle, we're a couple of hours flight uh, away from, from the jungle. Oh, a, a flight. Yes. Not even, not even driving. You... No. Well, when make... we lived in the jungle before, there was no roads in or out. So you'd have to get a boat or a flight in there. I see. So like, okay, you're, you would... You, you would land in a major city, then you would take a, a, a cab or whatever. Then you'd have to take a boat into the jungle. And then once you're in there, it's like basically hoofing it by foot, um, just deep inside. You spent, uh, you, you spent a great deal of time out there, right? Learning from the, uh, the indigenous people. Yeah, we, you know, we have, uh, we've had few, a few different teachers and one of my main teachers, uh, Rona Lopez, who has been a great, great teacher and a great friend. It's actually speaking to him this morning and he's actually coming to visit us here at some point in, in the Valley. So we'll be seeing him, but yeah, uh, beautiful people, a great location to, to learn, but eventually everyone flies from the nest and we decided to take that flight metaphorically and physically here to the mountains and to, to share our own blend of, of medicine and teachings, which flows through us. And yeah, we're, we're excited to share that with people. I understand. Uh, it is very exciting. I mean, from your own words, it's about empowering people and get it, helping them connect to the, the source in which would allow them to continuously grow from the experiences of uh, the retreat and then the ongoing sessions that you would provide if somebody opted into that. Um, as you had said, you know, um, a, a question that came to mind was, you know, how would one begin to recognize that they could use a service like the, uh, like Casa Galactica? Like what, what would be something that someone can say like, oh yes, I think this is right for me. Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think there's a few different ways that you can look at this. And we'll look at kind of like the, I would say emergency usage for a start. And we'll just use the analogy of having having a car and you're kind of driving your car and you're noticing that the engine is kind of making a strange noise. The ride's not as comfortable as it used to be. Smoke's blowing out the back exhaust and you're like, okay, I think something's, I think something's not, not working here. And, and so I would call that a symptom of something maybe not running as optimum performance. And those symptoms which you might find might be depression, anxiety, uh, fear, not really holding down relationships, living in a life or work that you don't really feel aligned in, uh, feeling sad, depressed, anxious. And then there's the other aspect of that, of then having physical symptoms, manifestations, illnesses, traumas, um, these types of things that you're aware of. So you can think, okay, something's not running optimally. I want to kind of work that out. And then we have a plethora of services from our online trauma healing sessions, channeling sessions, uh, intuitive readings and, and different courses, plus then our 10-day ayahuasca healing retreats, um, ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats here in PSAC and Peru. So just like you go to a mechanic, we're here to be able to help you 
recognize what's not running in optimum performance and help you get back into optimum performance. And the essence of this here really is that as your body, as your mind, as your spirit comes back into alignment, comes more into alignment, then you naturally heal yourself. And then you'll be able to continue running at that optimum performance so that you can live your purpose and passion here on planet earth. So that's just one analogy that we can kind of look at of someone who's perhaps feeling lackluster, feeling sad, not feeling great and wants to kind of come back into alignment or find a deeper alignment with their true self. The other aspect of what people come and work with us is, is also people who are interested in evolution, interested in spiritual evolution, interested just more of, okay, I, you know, I don't feel necessarily bad. I feel like, okay, you know, everything kind of is, is okay. I'm not particularly depressed. I'm, I'm not having so much trauma coming up, but I'm also feeling like the, 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 there's more to the reality. There's more to life. There's more to my purpose than I'm experiencing. And I want to help access that. I want to help get an awareness of non-dual states of reality. I want to be able to go deeper with my spiritual practice. I want to learn how to access the infinite magic and wonder of what we may have talked about on the, on the last session. And, and, and this is, this is another part. So we have healing and evolution and we, we work with people from every part of that aspect. Someone who's really wanting to come and do some deep healing work, right through to people who want to do spiritual evolution work. And if you can imagine that like a double helix of the DNA, it kind of intertwines. The more that you heal, the more you evolve, the more you evolve, the more you heal. So it's not necessarily linear. You're not necessarily doing one or the other. It's a scale. But the entry point, you might have something like a, a symptom of separation, what, what we might call that depression, anxiety, et cetera, suicidal ideation or whatever it may be. That can be an access point. But when you're here with us, once you've walked through that door, once you've walked through that portal to come and work with us, whether it be online or in person, we're here in alignment, working with your higher self to bring through that medicine, whatever will be in your highest healing and purpose. And we don't know exactly what that looks like. We have a framework, but we're here as conduits for spirit, conduits for your higher self, conduits for your own spirit team to be here uh, as a reflection for you to heal and grow. I, you know, something that you said, um, kind of reminded me of an experience uh, that I had some years ago. I, uh, I went through, uh, I, w I went through my usual morning session of psilocybin. And then we went hiking in the uh, Santa Monica mountains here in Southern California, uh, uh, my wife and my daughter. Um, and that morning when we were up there in those mountains and I'm and and the way the sun is hitting the uh, the side of the mountain and I'm looking at this and I turn to my wife and I say, you know, uh, I'm not I'm not tripping anymore. It's it's already subsided, but I feel like I can just stick my hand out and poke through this canvas as if like the fabric fabric of reality is in question here. Firstly, I just want—I really liked what you were saying about the the mountains when you were when you were walking when you were walking through. And I've I've walked through these mountains here when the sun's going down, and I've literally felt like I've taken LSD from when I was, took LSD when I was younger. And I was just like, these mountains are just like, and, I, I, and I'm like not taking anything, and I'm just walking sober. there. It's completely sober, and it's just like the mountains and the colors and the way they do, and it's just like I can having those experiences where you can see that that reality is so beautiful and you can also simultaneously see it's almost like it's made up on like a, a computer framework network. Yeah. And it's like, it would just disappear at any moment. Yeah. I think that those moments of like self-realization are just fantastic, you know, that help deepen that, that knowledge, deepen that searching, that recognition of this dream that we live. So I, I really resonated with, even though you said you couldn't find the words, I've had the direct experience of yeah. something very similar and uh, yeah, beautiful experience. It's like the matrix. It's a, it feels very similar. I think, mm -hmm. I think you had mentioned that the first time we spoke uh, weeks ago. Mm 
So what kind of questions uh, do you think people should be asking themselves before they approach you? The first question is just why, why am I going? Well, you know, what is my intention here? What is my intention? Because this is the thing. This is the thing we're working with healing and evolution. If you, if you're serious about healing and evolution, whether it be with plant medicines or any other modality, but specifically with plant medicines, because they can catalyze processes that take 10, 15, 20 years with other modalities. Why am I going? What am I here for? If I'm coming here to heal and evolve, what might that mean for me in my life? Because in my experience, through any process of healing and evolution, uh, a few things occur. One is a letting go of things that no longer serve us and that are no longer in alignment for us. That can be friendships. That can be substances. That can be relationships. That can be foods. Sometimes that can also be different environments, locations. doesn't have to be. But whatever that might be, the process of coming into alignment usually involves letting go of things that are holding you back from being in alignment. Like if you had a weight on your shoulder that was pushing you down and your spine wouldn't be straight. So kind of to straighten that spine up, there's going to be a letting go of those things that are pushing you down. Now, the process of that can be uncomfortable because I know we kind of talked about neurotransmitters and other things. We might get a little bit more into that today, but the, the mind, the brain, the chemistry of our body, the kind of the dopamine, the addictions and other things that are happening for us, we, that we do things that are out of alignment and we get that temporary relief that kind of makes us feel happy for a moment and then we're depressed later. So we have these things that we think are perhaps in alignment for ourselves, but they're not really. They're not really. And then it takes that bravery to that courage to then say, I'm ready to let go of these things that are no longer in alignment with me. And that involves taking a step into the unknown. Now, no one is going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. So this is not to scare anyone or, or to make sure you're going to have to do all these things that you don't want to do. But in my experience, as I've shared about my own story and as I've seen with many other people, when you see that other perspective, when there's a deep knowing of, ah, I'm eating too much red meat or whatever it may be. And it's this kind of knowing you can kind of see how it's affecting your arteries and and something like this, or it's like, I'm eating too many French fries or whatever whatever it may be, you know, or it's like, uh, I can see that this substance is actually just keeping me, keeping me locked in a prisoner of my own mind. When you see that from that other perspective, there is a choice. There's a choice to continue with that. But then there's also this question that is, is it really a choice? Is there really a choice when you know that it's no longer beneficial for you? When you see through the charade that you've been telling yourself that this is beneficial for me, is there really a choice? And of course, there still is a choice. But the question is, is like, am I ready to let go of those things that no longer serve me? So when you're coming to do a a, a retreat with us, just bear in mind that there may be things that are arising in your life that that you may think are in alignment for you. But you may find a deeper sense, another perspective that may mean you actually interact with people, environments in a different way, in more of alignment. Now, ultimately, that will generate a sense of joy, happiness, alignment, peace that you've never experienced and found before because you're actually living in alignment. What we find is that we don't know what it feels like to live in alignment until we've lived in alignment. It's kind of like a contrast. 
You know, if you've kind of been in a, in a hot room and it's been like really, it's like 90 degrees, uh, humidity and things like that, and you kind of get used to it. And then you kind of go out into the fresh air and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how hot and sweaty I was. You don't realize that until you've kind of, oh, wow, that's great. And that's what coming into alignment can sometimes feel like, that you have this new reflection, this new experience, which then shows you, shows you what your alignment is. And here's the thing, you'll never really let go of anything that you don't really want to. If it's, if it's no longer serving you, you're never going to let go of anything that, that you still need. So you can, you can trust that. If something's for you, you can, you're going to keep on with it. But anyway, to kind of go back deeper into the essence of that question, the question really should be, what's my intention? Why do I want to come here? What am I prepared to do to change, to heal, to evolve and grow? So having that kind of set and setting an intention, why am I going to come here? That's, that's important. And then the other side of things is then the preparation, uh, preparing the body, uh, re- reducing uh, certain food types, uh, stopping some type of medications because they're can be uh, negative interactions and contraindications with, with ayahuasca. And then there's the kind of the other side of things that you should be recognizing is just really looking into the 3d version of, okay, I'm going to get on a plane. I'm going to go to Peru. This is what it's going to be like, you know, is this something that I want to go and do? And again, Peru here where we live in the mountains, absolutely beautiful, stunning, life-changing experiences, the land of Machu Picchu, many other Incan ruins on the mountain behind us. There's this old Incan ruin that they call PSAC ruins. So then there's just the preparation of that trip mentally, emotionally, and physically, which we help you through every step of the way. We give you guidance, hold your hand, show you everything, take you through preparation calls, take you through the wellness and screening questionnaires. So we give you all this, but really it comes back to what am I looking for? Why am I wanting to go on this journey? Because it can be transformational, but it's, it's also, it's not necessarily a holiday. It's, it's looking at yourself in-depthly under the microscope and healing all those things that no longer serve you, which is revolutionary and and uncomfortable and blissful and beautiful and life-changing and perfect in so many ways. But it's up for you to decide if that's what you really want to embark upon. Uh, it's a, quite a commitment for sure. The, uh, from the, the cost of the retreat to the, the, to the plane ticket. And, um, you know, and then of course, so those are all the monetary like values we put on it. Uh, but then the, uh, the work that's going to go into it is pretty substantial. Uh, it takes a lot of time. Uh, you were telling me that it's a, a quite a long process from the beginning, uh, questionnaires. Can you, uh, can you share some of that with, uh, with the listeners and the watchers and the readers, what does your Absolutely. process look like start to finish? Yeah, Mike. Well, thanks very much. If you look through our website at casagalactica.com, you'll see all the stuff that I'm about to share with you. So if you don't remember it all, please feel free to just go to the website, check out our retreat page, and it's all there. We give you as much information on the front end as we can so that you can make an informed choice, which is part of the trauma-informed care that we have, which is transparency, uh, collaboration in your decision if it's going to be right for you. And we are happy to give everyone a free 30-minute consultation without any commitment. So if you're just like, I think it's for me, I'm not sure it's for me, I want to know some more information, these are the medications I'm taking, et cetera, et cetera, just go to our website and just book a free 30-minute Zoom call with us, and then we'll just go through that personal situation with you because we only want you to come here when you feel comfortable and ready that this is the right choice for you. So we don't want any money from you from any of these, of these free consultations. So take advantage of that, no commitment. 
but say that you have a call with us or say that you don't even feel like you need a call, but you're just like, I know I'm in. Then you go through the booking process, which you can go and pay a 50% deposit down or, or just go ahead and pay the full amount straight away. But when you do that, you'll get a lengthy health and wellness screening questionnaire. Now, the feedback that we get from this is this is probably one of the most comprehensive forms that people have experienced going into in so much depth. Now, the reason that we do that is for your highest healing and purpose so that we have a full background of your physical conditions, any medications that you may be taking, any uh, traumas or any other things that we should be aware of. So we just get a full overview and picture, which is part of the trauma-informed care that we offer, which is part of the process uh, of you coming down here safely and integrity and ensuring that we first do no harm because plant medicines are not necessarily for everybody. There are contraindications. There are medications that can interact negatively uh, with ayahuasca. And we have a full medical guidelines on our website that has more information about all of this. And then we also have preparation guidelines, which you can go and read through and you can go and read that on our website straight away. Once you've filled that form in, once you've done that, then you'll get invited to do a 75 minute pre-retreat preparation session where we'll go through your form with you. We'll answer any personal questions. We'll go through everything about what you've shared on your form. And then we'll impart all of the information that you need to be able to prepare for the trip and go through your own process. Then on top of that, we give you access to a five-hour workshop that I did online called the Fundamentals of Trauma Healing Workshop, which is part of our online uh, Healing Evolution Workshop series, which will then give you practical steps which you can start looking at how you can be with yourself. We also have a multidimensional healing ceremony in there with Icaros and healing songs. Can You can kind of start getting a feel of what it'll be like to kind of sit in ceremony. So you'll start to have some really direct experiential experience of like, okay, I can start implementing these tools now in my day-to-day life, which are also going to be really beneficial for you on the retreat. And then also for your integration process afterwards. Then we have a group preparation call. We have you in a, a group chat, a signal messaging encrypted chat with the other group participants. And we have a group preparation call. And then we're also available for any other questions that come up between now and you booking the retreat. Plus, we also have loads of written frequently asked questions to show you how do you get there, what you need to do. You kind of fly into Lima Airport, get to Cusco Airport, and then we pick you up at the airport, and then we bring you to the retreat center. It's now we so extensive. This- it's so extensive. I can't believe just how thorough you guys have been with your process. It's very impressive. Well, thank you, Mike. You know, safety is the highest priority. And we really believe that this process, this preparation process enables people to come and have a healing and transformative experience without putting themselves at unnecessary risk. And to have a in-depth process of care, you know, we really build trust with people from, from the get-go. That is our aim because we are so thorough. We are absolutely dedicated to your healing and evolution. And part of that is having, ex- you know, very intense, um, e- extensive preparation processes so that we need leave no stone unturned for you and that's a really big cornerstone of the trauma-informed care that we practice that we teach that we implement throughout our whole retreats to encourage the opening and to trust that is earned the safety and the clarity and the transparency that we give one whilst making a decision so when you're on the retreat as well to extend upon that you know every plant medicine every interaction every every uh, workshop, every treatment 
is absolutely optional. You can decide if you want to participate or not. No one's going to force you to do anything. You, know, you don't have to drink the whole cup of ayahuasca. If you want to skip oh. a ceremony, you can do. You know, We also dose people accordingly, intuitively, based upon our preparation calls with you, based upon our knowledge of you, and based upon our own intuitive awareness of what might be the perfect dose for you. You know, sometimes you hear stories and have experiences yourself where someone goes who's really sensitive, has a lot of trauma, and someone gives them a full cup, and then it's just like overwhelming, and it's not necessarily a beneficial experience. It's outside of the window of tolerance for someone to be able to work with that medicine. Um, I wonder to myself how many others out there who are running a similar type of retreat, uh, like how much, how exten- extensive is their process? Um, I haven't really met too many people in the line of work that you're doing. Um, uh, quick question, and I, and I apologize for cutting you off. Um, these, these sessions, like if I came after we went through all this, I hop the plane, I arrive, you pick me up. Um, are these ceremonies group ceremonies? Like it, it's done with other people in the room? Yeah. It is. So, yeah. So, so just to, to follow up on what you were saying about the, the procedures, firstly, thank you for, for your awareness and seeing the dedication that we have and, and reflecting that back. And yeah, we'd say that, that not all retreat centers are, are made equally. We, we strive much. It, it's, it's, it's in our hearts. It's our passion. It's our primary priority to take trauma informed care practices, which are often seen and pioneered in Western psychological practices, which are pioneered in healthcare systems in the West, in some trauma-informed organizations, which trauma-informed care is a continued evolution of of making sure that we do not re-traumatize people and that we turn uh, traumatic experiences, which have been uh, previously in someone's life, we help heal those at the root cause so that people can live a more fulfilling life, not bound as a prisoner from the effects of trauma and PTSD. So to segue into the next part of that question, it is a group session that the ayahuasca ceremonies are group ceremonies where we, we have ceremonies, but they're just limited to four people. So it's just four people in the ceremony. So if you go to, to other places, you can see, you know, sometimes depending on where you go, ceremonies can be anywhere from 12, 15, 20, 25, even 50 people in a ceremony. Holy it's a very shit. different experience. It's a very that's, different experience. That's a lot of people, man. In one session, do you, do you feel that there is a, 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 a quality difference between the two, between like having four people in a session versus a dozen? You think uh, you think uh, people have a more positive experience with uh, with a smaller session like that? In our experience, absolutely. And that's why we're doing it. And, and the reason being that the work that we do with people, as I've mentioned, we want to take someone someone in through our program, through our process, through the preparation, through the retreat, through the integration. And in those 10 days that you're physically with us and through the whole, you know, the kind of months before and afterwards, we want to change. We want to help you turn those experiences, those learnings, those teachings into life transformations of catalyst, catalytic experiences that's going to last 10, 20 years. We, w- we want you to, to come with us and have an absolutely transformative experience that in our experience is only possible at the level that we, that the level of dedication that we believe is possible to help you through that transformation, one-on-one care, attention, the one-on-one sessions that we have with people, working with people in such a format and setting. And it also enables people who have deep levels of trauma to get the level of care and attention that's required. That's not simply not possible in a group of 12 or 20 people. 
so that's why we do that that's why we have this dedication this is why we're really we 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 say on our website that we are for dedicated inner truth seekers so for dedicated inner truth seekers, we're, we, we're here to provide the reflection, the platform, the foundation for you to, to find that inner truth and having it in that context, in that format with just four people is very unique. It's not often done. Um, I'm not saying it's better, but it's absolutely in alignment for us. And for the people who feel that alignment, it will be, it will be a transformative experience in that way. So it really depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for someone to, to have trauma-informed care, if you want one or more one one care attention, you want to be able to answer all your questions. You want to be able to have that intention and attention in, in your ceremonies. You want to be with a unique group consciousness of four people where you're going to make lifelong lasting transformation and, and friendships and relationships. It's, it's something that, that the four people, the four is the number of stability. Um, and it's just something that came to us to do it in this way. And we are so excited to do this. We've done bigger groups of people. We've done 12, uh, 12 person retreats. Uh, and for us in this next collective evolution of the planet, our, our work and service to all is providing these intimate retreats, which gives people the opportunity to work with us in a way that's more intimate, more dedicated, uh, and more truthful than ever before, I would say, because it's a, a new expression of our own divine expression of our work and service. And it's just, we just, we just light up and are so excited to work with people in such a deep and intimate way. It it is very intimate for sure, and I imagine uh, that's why I brought up the quality like uh, of experience uh, compared to larger groups. I wonder if there's any uh, benefits uh, to be in a larger group, or if you know if there's any correlations with um, uh, similar uh, traumas. So, like a group of twelve people with very similar traumas going through the same type of process. If there's any uh, benefits of that. Um, I guess we'd have to find somebody that does that and kind of uh, go through that process. Hey, everyone, I hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far. If you've learned something, smash the like, sub if you want to stick around. This episode was sponsored by grassdoor.com. Canvas delivery made simple at your door in 45 minutes or less. Plus, you can save 40% on your first purchase. Use the code daily at checkout. Um, you know, Something uh, you were talking about, going through a person's medical list, uh, trying to understand uh, what they're using, and that uh, there may there may be some dangers. Uh, you had mentioned it before, and it's something that I want to definitely get onto this episode. Uh, what are some of these side effects? What are some of the dangers if someone does not take it seriously when you tell them, "No, you need to be honest with us about the medications you're taking." Yeah, well, we, we are very clear about this on our, our health and wellness screening questionnaire and in our medical guidelines, and also that we, we ensure that people who list their medications, once they've listed them, we also get people to sign a disclaimer that says that I'm going to stop taking these medications. I understand the implications of this. I've also done my own research. So we really make sure this is clear. It's not something in passing that we're just like, make sure you do this. It's like, you know, we repeat it multiple times. And the reason being here is we're in the business of helping people heal and evolve. We're in the business of, of helping people grow. We are here working with sacred plant medicines and these amazing tools and technologies. But just kind of like if you were going to go and, uh, and drive a forklift truck, 
you would want to make sure, you know, you, you know, you have those labels on, on different medications. It's like, don't operate machinery while you're taking this medication because you could injure yourself or even die. So using that analogy, this is all we're doing here is just making sure that when you come and work with us, there's not going to be any, any interactions with any medications that you've been taking or any of your perhaps pre-existing medical conditions. And we're not here to discriminate in any way, shape, or form. We have a strong ethical and non-discrimination policy on our website, and we talk more about this. This is really part of the core of what we do. At the same time, if there's something that was going to cause you any harm, then we're going to be completely upfront about it. And if plant medicines are not the right option for you, we have many other ways that we work with people. And sometimes we work with people online as they're kind of healing in their process, their initial part of their healing process. And then there comes a point where it actually becomes suitable because they're able to come off the medications or perhaps they've healed something and then it's able to be able to come and work with us in plant medicines. We take every person on an individual basis. This is why we have such an in-depth health and wellness screening questionnaire form. And this is why we also do the free consultations and a one-on-one preparation course to take everyone's uh, unique situation into, into consideration. That being said, there are a few different medications that are just absolute uh, no-nos for working with ayahuasca. So this being many being antidepressant medications uh, or SSRI, uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, because they are highly contraindicated with ayahuasca and they can cause uh, seizures, uh, trauma, or even death in severe cases. So we require people to abstain from taking those for a period of anywhere from four to eight weeks, depending on the medications. And and this is something that we also say when we give you the advice about, okay, this is what you're going to need to do to come and take ayahuasca with us. This is what you're going to do to safely participate. This is the information that we give you. We don't demonize any of these medications. We just say that there's a negative interaction when you're going to take plant medicines. So we give you this information back. And then we advise you to talk with your own healthcare practitioner and and discuss this and say, I'm going to need to taper off these and come off these for this period of time because I need to go and do something or however you want to discuss it. So we we say that you should do this under the the supervision of your own medical practitioner because we don't want to cause any negative interactions for you with your own, you know, your own health and your own system and your own, your own medical conditions. So we outline this in, in in te- um, extensive detail, I would say. And it's a, a big part of the, the trauma-informed care and the safety and the integrity of our retreats. So what's going on between, you know, antidepressants and ayahuasca exactly? Um, you know, uh, you, you mentioned potentially death. What's going on there that, that could lead to something like that? Yeah. Well, this is, this is not to scare anyone in any way, because the way we outline everything, the medical guidelines and the procedures, it's actually very safe to drink ayahuasca when you follow the procedures to, to, to prepare yourself. Just like if you were going into an operation or something like that, people right. are just like, well, you don't want to drink alcohol just before we're going to give you a sedative because it could be a negative interaction. And then when you go in to an operation, it's actually, you know, everything is, everything is fine or something along those lines of that analogy. But let's talk a little bit more about the, the biochemistry and then the pharmacokinetics so we can dive a little deeper into why that is and so sure. we can see that these medications are, are not demonized. So firstly, to recognize that ayahuasca is a brew that has ayahuasca vine in it, which contains a monoamine oxidized inhibitor or MAOI. 
And then there is a plant also mixed with the ayahuasca vine called Chacruna, which is a high DMT plant. So what the MAOI in the ayahuasca does is it prevents the reabsorption of the DMT or the breakdown of the DMT so that we can have an extended three to six hour or something like that DMT ayahuasca journey. So it's the MAOI that enables that DMT to not be reabsorbed. So anyone who smoked DMT will recognize you have a 10 or 15 minute journey. If that, the MAOI is what enables us to have that extended uh, DMT journey, as well as the spirit of the ayahuasca vine and the teacher and the plant, which is in a very unique way in a ceremony set and setting that has multiple benefits. But we're just going to come back to the pharma uh, kinetics, the pharmacochemistry of, uh, of these plants. So we see that the, the ayahuasca has an MAOI in it. Now, interestingly, as we just talked about antidepressants, some of the first antidepressants were monoamine oxidase inhibitors. So there's a, as we talked before about many different plants in the jungle, there being very similar, similar uh, medicines or drugs, pharmaceuticals that mimic the interactions of plants. So one of the first um, antidepressants was MAOIs, and those are still used in some contexts today. So what does MAOI do to us in the body? So uh, monoamine oxidase is an enzyme and an enzyme that breaks down serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, and, and some other trace amines, um, which are neurotransmitters. So these neurotransmitters have varying different, different functions in the body. Serotonin, one of the ones that makes us feel happy, feel joyful, and, and also with dopamine as well. Norepinephrine is responsible for flight and fright. And there's many other different trace or several other different trace amines. So what the MAOI does is it breaks down these neurotransmitters that when they're released, they get broken down by MAOI and they get reabsorbed into the body. And then when the neurotransmitters fire again in the future, whenever it's their purpose to do so, the serotonin, the dopamine, et cetera, what I've just talked about gets released into the body and has that function of making us feel joyful, happy, or flight and fight, or whatever it's need, whatever the natural uh, chemistry of that is. So depression can often come from a lack of serotonin. So why the first MAOIs were actually used is because that MAOI, if you put an MAOI, so the monoamine oxidized enzyme, if that is inhibited by the MAOI, that prevents the serotonin from being reabsorbed into the system so that you have more of that joyful, happy experience. So that's how it works. So that's how it's just like, that's how it's working. Now, more of the most, well, the more modern um, antidepressants are called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which has a similar function. It stops the serotonin getting, and the norepinephrine and dopamine, but mainly the, the serotonin, it stops that from being reabsorbed. So what does that mean? If something is not being reabsorbed, when the neurotransmitters fire and then the serotonin is there in the brain, I'm just going to say serotonin from now on, but you can also include some of the other things. It stops that being reabsorbed. So we have a higher amount in that. We feel good. We feel happy. And that helps us. We feel less depressed. And that's great. That can have its function. That can have its use. And that's how, that's how the, the antidepressants are working. So hold on. We've got the antidepressants doing this. Then we're going to take ayahuasca. And as we've just recognized, they both have a similar function of the MAOI. So that means that that serotonin is not going to get broken down. And then we're going to add another load of that on, which is the same thing as you can think of overdosing on the MAOI, like overdosing on the 
on the on the antidepressant. So we want to make sure that any drug, any pharmaceutical that has a similar action to ayahuasca, we're not having that in conjunction because that can cause serotonin syndrome, which means that there's too much serotonin in the brain, which can then have adverse effects like shaking, anxiety, and then it can even in severe cases can then even lead to uh, seizures and then even death. So that's why we're doing this. I I actually have a a degree in chemistry in medicinal chemistry. So this is, this is what I studied as a, as a, um, when I was growing up. So I have a background in this and that also helps us implement uh, safety procedures as well from understanding the different the different pharmacokinetics in that sense. Although I am not a medical doctor, disclaimer, and we always refer you to go and speak to your own medical doctor, we are able to give advice that you're able to go back and, and reconfirm what's going to be good for you. So in, in that sense, this is this is what the contraindication is between between those types of medication. Now there are other medications that are also um, contraindicated. But the SSRIs, the antidepressants, or anything that has a similar function to the MAOI is highly contraindicated. Now, on the other side of things, what we've got to be careful of is precursors to those neurotransmitters. So the precursors to serotonin. So tryptophan being one of those. Now, anyone who's taken uh, MDMA, uh, the kind of the serotonin in the body is also something that helps us, it keeps the serotonin functioning, it keeps the serotonin uh, present in our brains, and that's why we have that euphoric feeling. But people who have perhaps had come downs have heard of a natural supplement called 5-HTP, which is 5-hydroxytryptophan. So tryptophan is found in some foods, which then gets conter- converted to 5-HTP, which then gets converted to serotonin. So to break this down simply, anything that is a precursor, which is putting more of the things into our body that can then be converted into serotonin, can then also be contraindicated with ayahuasca because we're also creating more of that serotonin in the brain beforehand. So tryptophan gets converted to 5-HTP, gets converted to serotonin. So that's why part of our preparation process as well the diet that you're going to be taking is going to be reducing foods. Like for instance, when you come into the retreat, we're not going to be, you're going to abstain from red meat, which has high contents of tryptophan uh, to begin with. So those foods that are high containing of tryptophan and other precursors will also help you to reduce those. So you have a smoother experience when you, when you come with us. And the last thing I'd say on that, that 5-HTP is a natural antidepressant, which is also given as a supplement, which even though it's a natural supplement, some people might think, okay, there's a natural supplement. This is not going to be contraindicated because it is a precursor to serotonin. And because of the the aforementioned effects of the MAOIs and how that works in the body, we also need to be very careful about different supplements that we take. So again, we outline all of this on our website. And I know this sounds quite technical, so don't need to worry about it, but this is just kind of going into a little bit more of the pharmacokinetics and hopefully you can feel a level of trust at the knowledge and, and the experience that we have in guiding you through this. You don't have to worry about all these things. We're going to help outline those to you. It is your responsibility to do your own research based upon what we've outlined on the website. But it very much simply comes down to not taking pharmaceuticals for the most part before coming to our retreats and then simplifying your diet. That's fascinating. We should have started with uh, the fact that you have a background in chemistry. Uh, th- that's how we should have started the podcast. That's uh, actually really, really critical. And I've been searching for uh, more professionals with that kind of background to, to, to speak to. You know, the, the being that we are um, chemically driven, mind and body, 
as a species, uh, it doesn't surprise me. But what did, what you taught me today is about uh, the, uh, the tryptophan in, in foods like red meat. I wasn't really aware um, that that was the specific um, chemical that translates into serotonin. It makes sense now why when we eat cheeseburgers or pizza or things that uh, seem like we, can, we can't live without and why they taste so good, that explains it to me now. Like there are flavors in here that, you know, there's creations of foods and products that are well-engineered for that purpose to get people to consume it and to consume it uncontrollably. Why is it uncontrollable? Well, it must have something to do with those chemicals. And I've said it for years, ever since I've had my awakening that um, these companies know how our bodies and brains work better than we do. That's why they can create um, really addictive products. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. You know, the the more you dive into that that chemistry, and 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 as we've talked about before, that you know we have chemical reactions that occur in our body that 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 dictate our moods to a certain extent. That when we are aware of how they work, we can you know implement foods, healthy foods, into our diet that actually help regulate, to actually have naturally occurring substances that actually help regulate and and give us healthy amounts of serotonin and mood enhancing substances, which are all natural and all free in food. And then we can also recognize that there are some things that we you know that we, you know that perhaps junk foods or unhealthy foods that actually give us that chemical dopamine high that we then keep chasing. So right, rather right. than when we, we can just take a step back here and now we can just recognize, okay, that's not me. That's a chemical reaction that's going on in the body that I'm experiencing myself through at this moment in time. I don't have to be a slave to my system. I don't have to be, you can be, but you don't have to be. And then you can recognize that and you can recognize, oh, it's not actually that I want it. It's that I'm feeling a, a neurotransmitter that's going off. It's telling me that I need that. Now, here's the thing. And here's the thing with anyone who's healing from addiction or giving up anything, eventually it levels out. It's not going to be forever. So if you abstain from something, just like you know, using smoking cigarettes as an example, when you have that nicotine that falls out of the system after the first three days, and then things start to level off. And of course, it's a longer journey than just three days, but you recognize those cravings stop. So we can recognize as we start to clean out of our bodies, and this is what we're doing when we do in our, our plant medicine retreats here. In our ayahuasca retreats, we have such a deep cleaning phase of the process through different saunas, through different plant medicines that clean out the body, the mind, and the spirit. So we actually give you a blank canvas. We actually help you get that blank canvas where we clean out the cells, the mind, the body, the spirit. So those things that perhaps have been triggering you into going into old habits, because those are habits that are just reacting to, you know, to chemical messengers. But also there's a deeper level to the addiction of that is that those chemical messengers that can help us to feel good temporarily they're actually a response in many cases to trauma that's actually making us feel bad. So you can also just stop blaming yourself at the minute, because if you're having some level of unrepressed tra or repressed trauma or unresolved trauma that's in your body, that's making you to feel bad, to feel anxious and feel depressed, and you're eating something, you're doing something, and it's temporarily making you feel better. I mean, that's not your fault. That's not your fault. Give yourself a break. At the same time, recognize though that if you want long lasting change, there's a deeper solution than just reaching for some candy 
or a substance or something like that. So be empowered to recognize that you have choices, that this hopefully is helping you recognize that there are other choices, that the things that you're craving, the things that you're addicted to, the things that you're reaching to, it's not your fault that you want to feel better, but just trust that there's some deeper work to do. And even though it might be a little bit uncomfortable for a period of time, there's help there that's going to help make you make substantial change in your life to live in equilibrium with the truth of who you are. Uh, that's powerful. And, you know, very reassuring too, in a lot of ways, because it's, uh, it isn't your fault. You know, your biology is uh, complex and unique. Uh, and, you know, we are a pleasure seeking species at every turn, you know, just seeking stimulation of some type. And in a, in a modern world like today, it's uh, difficult to put anything down because uh, it's just the, the mind and body constantly stimulated either by media and information and data and, and, uh, and food and substances, uh, the list goes on. So, you know, this, it, the, the service that you provide, uh, helping people cleanse of these things to have that blank canvas so that they can begin to paint, you know, what, what that life should look like. I've said that for years through my journey is like, now that, you know, I have a, a clearer picture, I know what I want you know, I, I know what I want for my future to look like. I have 40, 50 years of life to go and it's a, it's going to be, you know, I want to make it great. I want to experience everything that's beautiful um, as well as everything that's difficult. You know, it's a, it's the, the journey of life. There is good and there is bad. And um, if you remember a couple of weeks ago when we were having a conversation, one of the things that I took away was uh, from, the, the uh, psychedelic experiences was that uh, I learned to detach from outcomes because I realized, you know, holding on to very specific outcomes even before they've happened uh, is, is normal, but it doesn't really serve me. I mean, just being okay with whatever happens. And the beauty of going through this journey has uh, shown me that, um, you know, whatever the outcome may be, there's always hidden blessings in them. Something doesn't work out, right? Like what happened to us yesterday? <laughs> it's not, it's not, you know, uh, I could dwell on it and it can, um, it can really uh, affect my mood. But if uh, I had the ability to look at it from a different perspective and say, you know what, it's okay. And these things happen. Um, you know, we just have to move forward and out of it, you know, sometimes it can take hours, days or weeks, but you realize when, you know, hindsight, you look back and you say, oh, that worked out for the best. Who knew it would have happened that way? But that's kind of the detachment from outcomes is learning to detach and just say, you know, whatever it will be, it will be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's beautiful. You know, that experience you're sharing about that. And I think what, I think what the quantum leap is available to all of us, and it's difficult, it's not necessarily easy, but it is available is that when something happens that we feel like is not right or wrong, rather than the dwelling of it, we can, there's, there is a shortcut. There is a, there is a direct route to recognize the acceptance of that and the recognize that you don't have the full knowledge about what's going on, but trusting that because it's happened, it's happened and that's okay. And that might be difficult because we might have very difficult situations with grief, very terrible and tragic things that happen in our life, but kind of drawing onto the kind of the Buddhist, the Buddhist point of views and that acceptance of everything as it is, that is, a, that is helping us to, to obtain levels of peace that are 
not available if we are constantly looking back at things that didn't happen the way that we thought that we did they wanted them to or you know hoping things for happen to a certain way and there's a very very another powerful powerful tool for transformation that i would say is that as we're following our joy and our excitement in our life follow the joy and excitement for the pure joy and excitement of what it is rather than what it may bring you because as we're going down that journey as we're following those breadcrumbs of the universe revealing itself to us and us revealing ourselves to the universe as one and the same as we're moving through that journey of life if we become too attached to the outcome say we move from point a to point b and we then become absolutely adamant that point b is our destination but really it was just a stepping stone we actually lose sight of where we're going and that's when energy gets stuck that's when things become difficult that's when things become tiring so that non-attachment that you've been been sharing about is a very powerful part of that process and, and learning to let go of identity let learning to go of things that no longer serve you as we talked about before that's what can really speed up spiritual transformation is when we're happy just to see things, just to observe them as they're moving through, not hold on to everything like it's something that we need. Just allow it to be there and allow it to disappear as fast as it arose and trust that whatever's for you will arise in the next second. Uh, let's talk about the differences of the DMT. And this was something that was on my mind last night uh, based on our conversation. Um, so we have synthetic DMT. It is very short-lived. Um, since you do have this background in chemistry, you know, What's the difference between the brew and the synthetic? Um, what's in the brew or is it the combination that's in the brew that can make it last three to six hours? Like, why is there such a huge difference in experience there? Well, there's, there's a couple of things. Firstly, you, when you're drinking ayahuasca, it's orally ingested. So if anyone okay. who smoked, smoked marijuana and you recognize the difference between smoking marijuana and, and then eating ingesting it. marijuana, it lasts longer and it can be more yeah. intense. So that's just the, the, the chemical pathways of how that's absorbed into the body. So that's one thing that you're going to look at in, in that sense. Uh, and when you, when you look at the way that that is absorbed into the body, because that MAOI is then present within the body for longer, that's what then gives you the ability to have that extended journey. And whilst guided in the proper set and setting with the right intention, the, with, the, with the right motivation, that's what enables us to do that very deep catalytic work. So that, that's, that's what I would say some of the main differences are there. Um, any, any final thoughts? What are, you know, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I just say another, another thing to consider is that when you're drinking ayahuasca ceremony, in the tradition that we work in, that we've trained in, the ayahuasca is a portal. Whilst you're in that DMT experience, that opens the kind of loading, like if you can imagine like the, it's loading an operating system for us to have different experiences on. And as, you, as you'll kind of feel that in the DMT experiences, that oper operating system is kind of loaded for a short period of time. And, and there can often be a, a lack of intent with that, or it can just kind of seem, okay, that's beautiful. This is here. This is a different dimensional reality experience. Now we've done many different plant theaters. We work multidimensional with many different beings, extraterrestrials, guides, beings, and our own spirit teams in the plant world and plant spirit realms. So that when we hold the ceremony, we sing these sacred Icaros and healing songs in different light languages, which in, invites these different worlds of medicine to be loaded into, they invited into that ceremony space. And then these different plants are seen as doctors. These different spirits are seen as doctors, which go in and do metaphysical healing work on the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual bodies. 
So in that realm, whilst we're in that operating system of what you would call the ayahuasca realm, the DMT realm through the ayahuasca, the ayahuasca vine is also a very deep spiritual teacher that helps you go into repressed memories, traumas, and have these non-dual experiences, which we've kind of talked about at kind of length. So you recognize that these experiences are brought in. So it's very much more than just a substance. It's, it's very much the whole experience of the ceremony, the way that it's held, the sacred ikaros, the transmissions that occur through those that enable us to have those deep levels of healing and evolution package that up with all the, the preparation all of the other healing modalities the channeling workshops the integration upon that operating system of those what we've just described as an operating system it's just a, a loose description of what i'm using here as an analogy when we put all of those tools together it's greater than the sum of its parts it's much greater than some of its parts and seeds are planted for healing and evolution that can continue for i would say for generations because if you don't pass that, that trauma down then you, you've changed the timeline of your whole familial generation that's something to consider. And it is an investment. There's an investment to come do this work. It's not for someone who's not ready to do this work. And you'll, you'll know it if you're interested and please feel free to contact us and talk more. We will say with that investment of what you have, it will save you years of trauma therapy. It will save you years of going around in the same circles. It can save you years of depression, anxiety, PTSD. You can live the life that you prefer here and now. We're not providing magic bullets. We're not providing magic pills. We are providing an opportunity for you to heal and transform in a way that will catalyze your evolution in a way that's very, very transformative. It's very, very safe. It's very, very evolutionary and very empowering because we want to teach you how to do all these things without plant medicines. So if you're ready for a different experience, if you're ready to, to transform that trauma, if you're ready to pull yourself out of the rut that you found yourself in over these last years, contact us at casagalactica.com. Also invite you, even if you don't want to come to Peru, or even if you're not able to, please visit our website and subscribe to our mailing list. Because if you subscribe to our mailing list, we're going to give you tools for transformation right here in your inbox straight away. We're going to give you a, a free beginner's guide to strengthening your intuition. And we're going to give you a five-hour Fundamentals of Trauma Healing Workshop, where you'll get to experience a multidimensional healing ceremony, where you'll get to experience the power of these spirits, which are transmitted through these ikaros, which are sung in the ceremony. And you'll also get 20% off your first online session with us. And please, if you've got any comments, please feel free to contact us. If you want more information, check out. We've got loads of podcasts, interviews on our website, on our growth portal. We've got a plethora of information here that we help you to activate your intuition, empower your healing, and embody your truth. So my name is Michael, and my wife is called Jamie, and we're co-founders of Casa Galactica. Thanks so much, Mike, for having us. It's been an absolute pleasure. It, uh, it's absolutely my pleasure. And I'm sure my listeners, watchers, and readers um, are enjoying this. I sincerely wish you the best. And I will probably reach back out again to have you on. With your background in chemistry, is it biochemistry or is it just chemistry? I did chemistry with medicinal chemistry. So it's chemistry, the background of chemistry, then looking at the pharmacokinetics, the pharmacochemistry. Things like for this. sure then for sure then we're going to have you back on to talk about some other you know plant medicines and um maybe even talk about some of the stuff that uh, i've been involved in for the last decade um you know you may or may not need to spend some time reading about them but uh with your extensive knowledge and education uh you may be able to provide some additional insights that i don't have and i'm always eager to learn and eager to share that information. Education is the primary goal of uh, the content that I create. Number one, uh, it is to empower people very much like what you do, uh, but you go much deeper. So like, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm grateful that you're doing something that is um, much needed in our society. So everybody, Casa Galactica, co-founder Michael Thornhill, perhaps 
maybe next time when we get together, maybe Jamie can be on too. I don't know if that's something you guys are open to. Uh, does she have a background in chemistry as well or any, any formal education? Jamie has a background in being an awesome human and she is also a landscape gardener. So she's very, very connected to the plants. She was doing plant spirit communication, doing um, these beautiful garden designs and has been working with plants her whole life. So yeah, she would love to come on. We often come on together and she has, she's a great intuitive medium, absolutely phenomenal teaches intuitive medium uh, courses and is amazing. So I'm her biggest fan and I am biased while simultaneously being not biased. If that makes sense. She's if I, if I wasn't married to her, she would still be awesome. So I'm, I'm a biggest fan and check her out. You can learn a lot from her and yeah, we'd love to come back on Mike. Thanks so much. All right. You have a wonderful day, Michael. <laughs>